Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and The Lost Olympian, Chapter 19. Uh, I just want to thank you guys so much again for 10,000 downloads, but um, without further ado, let's get on with the chapter. Chapter 19. We trash the Eternal City. The bridge to Olympus was dissolving. We stepped out of the elevator onto the white marble walkway, and immediately, cracks appeared at our feet. Jump! Grover said, which was easy for him to say, since he's part mountain goat. He sprang to the next slab of stone while ours tilted sickeningly. Gods, I hate heights! Dahlia yelled as she and I leaped, but Annabeth was in no shape for jumping. She stumbled and yelled, Percy! I caught her hand as the pavement fell, crumbling into dust. For a second... I thought she was going to pull us both over. Her feet dangled in the open air. Her hands started to slip until I was going to hold her by only her fingers. Then Grover and Thalia grabbed my legs and found, and I found extra strength. Annabeth was not going to fall. I pulled her up and we lay trembling on the pavement. I didn't realize we had our arms around each other until she suddenly tensed. Um, thanks, she muttered. I tried to say, don't mention it, but it came out as, uh, duh. Keep moving, Grover tugged my shoulder. We untangled ourselves and sprinted across the sky bridge as more stones disintegrated and fell into oblivion. We made it to the edge of the mountain just as a final section collapsed. Annabeth, Annabeth looked back at the elevator, which is now completely out of reach. A pole's polished set of metal doors hanging in space attached to nothing, 600 stories above Manhattan. We're marooned, she said. On our own. Blah, Grover said. The connections between Olympus and America are dissolving. If it fails, the gods won't move to another country this time, Dahlia said. This will be the end of Olympus. The final end. We ran through streets. Mansions were burning. Statues had been hacked down. Trees in the parks were blasted to splinters. It looked like someone had attacked a city with a giant weed whacker. Kronos' scythe, I said. We followed the winding path towards the palace of the gods. I didn't remember the road being so long. Maybe Kronos was making time slower. Or maybe it was just dread slowing me down. The whole mountaintop was in ruins. So many beautiful buildings and gardens gone. A few minor gods and nature spirits had tried to stop Kronos. What remained of them was strewn about the road. Scattered armor, rippled clothing, swords and spears broken in half. Somewhere ahead of us, Kronos' voice roared, Brick by brick, that was my promise. Tear it down, brick by brick. A white marble temple with a cold dome suddenly exploded. The dome shot up like the lid of a teapot and shattered into a billion pieces, raining rubble over the city. That was a shrine to Artemis, Thaya grumbled. He'll pay for that. We were running under the marble archway with the huge statues of Zeus and Hera when the entire mountain groaned, rocking sideways like a boat on a storm. Look out, Grover yelped. The archway crumbled. It looked. I looked up just in time to see a 20-ton scowling Hera topple on top of us. Annabeth and I would have been flattened, but Dahlia shoved us behind, from behind and we landed just out of danger. Dahlia! Grover cried. When the dust cleared and the mountain stopped rocking, 
We found her, still alive, but her legs were pinned under the statue. We tried desperately to move it, but it would have taken several cyclopses. Cyclopses. When we tried to pull Thalia out from under, she yelled in pain. I survive all those battles, she growled, and I get defeated by a stupid chunk of rock. It's Hera, Annabeth said in outrage. She's had it for me all year. Her statue would have killed me if you hadn't pushed me us away, Thalia grimished. Well, don't just stand there. I'll be fine. Go! We didn't want to leave her, but I could hear Kronos laughing as he approached the Hall of the Gods. More buildings exploded. We'll be back, I promised. Not going anywhere, Thalia groaned. A fireball erupted on the side of the mountain, right near the gates of the palace. We gotta run, I said. I don't suppose you mean away, Grover murmured hopefully. I sprinted towards the palace, Annabeth right behind me. I was afraid of that, Grover sighed, and clip-clopped after us. The doors of the palace were big enough to steer a cruise ship, though they, but they'd been ripped off their hinges and smashed like they weighed nothing. We had to climb over a huge pile of broken stone and twisted metal to get inside. Kronos stood in the middle of the throne room, his arms wide, staring at the starry ceiling as if taking it all in. His laughter echoed even louder than it had before from the pit of Tartarus before. Finally, he bellowed, the Olympian Council, so proud and mighty, which seat of power shall I destroy first? Ethan Nakmora stood to one side, trying to stay out of the way of his master's scythe. The hearth was almost dead, just by few coals glowing in the deep in the ashes. Hestia was nowhere to be seen, neither was Rachel. I hope she was okay, but I'd seen so much destruction, I was afraid to think about it. The Ophiotaurus swam in his water sphere in the far corner of the room, wisely not making a sound. But it wouldn't be long before Kronos noticed him. Annabeth, Grover, and I stepped forward into the torchlight. Ethan saw us first. My lord, he warned. Kronos turned and smiled through Luke's face. Except for his golden eyes, he looked just the same as he had four years ago when he had welcomed me into the Hermes cabin. Annabeth made a painful sound in the back of her throat, like someone had just sucker-punched her. "'Shall I destroy you first, Jackson?' Kronos asked. "'Is that the choice you will make, to fight me and die instead of bowing down? Prophecies never end well, you know.' Kronos would f Luke would fight with a sword, you know,' I said. "'But I suppose you don't have his skill.' Luke sne er, Kronos sneered. His scythe began to change until he held Luke's old weapon, Backbiter, with its half-steel, half-celestial bronze blade. Next to me, Annabeth gasped like she'd suddenly had an idea. Percy the blade! She unsheathed her knife. Hero soul, cursed blade shall reap. I didn't understand why she was reminding me of that prophecy line right now. It wasn't exactly a morale booster, but before I could say anything, Kronos raised his sword. Wait! Annabeth yelled. Kronos came at me like a whirlwind. My instincts took over. I dodged and slashed and rolled, but I felt like I was fighting a hundred swordsmen. Ethan ducked to one side, trying to get behind me until Annabeth intercepted him. They started fighting, but I couldn't focus on how she was doing. I was vaguely aware of Grover playing his reed pipes. The sound filled me with warmth and courage. Though thought, uh, even thoughts of sunlight 
and a blue sky and a calm meadow somewhere far, far from the war. Kronos backed me up against the throne of Hephaestus, a huge mechanical la Z-boom type thing covered with bronze and silver gears. Kronos slashed and I managed to jump up onto the seat. The throne whirled and hummed with secret mechanisms. Defense mode, it warned. Defense mode. That couldn't be good. I jumped straight over Kronos's head onto the throne. Uh, head. Uh, over Kronos's head as the throne shot tendrils of electricity in all directions. One hit Kronos in the face, arching down his body and up his sword. Ah! Crumbled to his knees and dropped the backbiter. Annabeth saw her chance. She kicked Ethan out of the way and charged at Kronos. Luke, listen! I wanted to shout at her, to tell her she was crazy for trying to reason with Kronos, but there was no time. Kronos flickered his hand. Annabeth flew backward, slamming into the throne of her mother and crumpling to the floor. Annabeth! I screamed. Ethan Akamura got to his feet. He now stood between Annabeth and me. I couldn't fight him without turning my back on Kronos. Grover's music took on a more urgent tune. He moved, to, he moved towards Annabeth, but he couldn't go any faster and keep up the song. Grass grew on, on the floor of the throne room. Tiny roots crept, roots crept up between the cracks of the marble stone. Kronos rose to one knee. His, air smol- his hair smoldered. His face was covered with electrical burns. He reached for his sword, but this time it didn't fly into his hand. Nakamura, he groaned. Time to prove yourself. We have... You know Jackson's secret weakness. Kill him, and you will have rewards beyond measure. Ethan's eyes dropped to my mind sec- midsection, and I was sure that he knew. Even if he couldn't kill me himself, all he had to do was tell Kronos. There's no way I could defend myself forever. Look around you, Ethan, I said. The end of the world. Is this the reward you wanted? Do you really want everything destroyed? The good with the bad? Everything? Grover was almost to Annabeth now. The grass thickened on the floor. The roots were almost half a meter long, like a stubble of whiskers. There is no throne to Nemesis, Ethan muttered. No throne to my mother. That's right, Cronus tried to get up, but stumbled. Above his left ear, a patch of blonde hair still smoldered. Strike them down. They deserve to suffer. You said your mom is the goddess of balance, I reminded him. The minor gods deserve better, Ethan. But total destruction isn't balance. Kronos doesn't build. He only destroys. Ethan looked at the sizzling throne of Hephaestus. Grover's music kept playing, and Ethan swayed to it, as if the song were filling him with nostalgia. A wish to see a beautiful day, to be anywhere but here. His good eye blinked. Then he charged but not at me. While Cronus was still on his knees, Ethan brought down his sword of the tit- on the Titan Lord's neck. It should have killed him instantly, but the blade shattered. Ethan fell back, grasping his stomach. Shard of his own blade had ri- ricocheted and pierced his armor. Cronus war- rose unsteadily, towering over his servant. Treason, he snarled. Grover's music kept playing, and grass grew around Ethan's body. Ethan stared at me, his face tight with pain. Deserve better, he gasped. If they just had thrones. Colonel stomped his foot, and the floor ruptured around Ethan Nakamura. Son of Nemesis fell through a fissure that went straight through the heart of the mountain, straight into open air. So much for him, Cronus picked up his sword, and now the rest of you. 
My only thought was to keep him away from Annabeth. Grover was at her side now. He'd stopped playing and was feeding her ambrosia. Everywhere Kronos stepped, the roots wrapped around his feet, but Grover had stopped this, his magic too early. The roots weren't thick enough, strong enough to do much more than ignore the titan. He fought through the hearth. We fought through the hearth, kicking up coals and sparks. Kronos slashed an armrest of the, off the throne of Ares, which is okay by me, but then he backed up onto my dad's throne. Oh yes, Kronos said. This one will make, will find kindly for my new hearth. Our blades clashed in a shower of sparks. He was stronger than me, but for the moment I felt the power of the ocean in my arms. I pushed him back and struck again, slashing Riptide across his breastplate so hard I cut a gash in the celestial bronze. He stamped his foot, and time slowed. I tried to attack, but I was moving at the speed of a glacier. Kronos backed up leisurely, catching his breath. He examined the gash in his armor while I struggled forward, silently cursing him. He would take all the timeouts he he could take all the timeouts he wanted. He could freeze me in one place at will. He only my only hope was that the effort was draining him. If I could wear him down, it's too late, Percy Jackson, he said. Behold He pointed to the hearth and the coals glowed. A sheet of white smoke poured from the fire, forming images like an iris message. I saw Nico and my parents down on Fifth Avenue, fighting a hopeless battle, ringed in enemies. In the background, Hades fought from his black chariot, summoning wave after wave of zombies out of the ground, but the forces of the Titan's army seemed just as endless. Meanwhile, Manhattan was being destroyed. Mortals, now fully awake, were running in terror. Cars swivered, cars swivered and crashed. The scene shifted, and I saw even more terrifying. A column of storm was approaching the Hudson River. Moving rapidly over the Jersey Shore, Chariot circled it, locked in combat with a creature in the cloud. The gods attacked. Lightning flashed, an arrow of gold and silver. Arrows of gold and silver streaked into the cloud like a rocket tracers and exploded. Slowly, the cloud rippled apart, and I saw Typhon clearly for the first time. And that was as far as I'm going to read today. In this chapter of Percy Jackson, it's a very long chapter. Um, my apologies for not reading all of it, but um, I simply do not have enough energy for that. I just can't. Um, but I hope you guys had a good time listening to me read this chapter. I'm sorry, it's it's really coming out late because I try to always upload on the weekend, and it usually becomes Sunday. Yeah, um, but then, now it's <laughs> too late to upload. No, but I, I don't want to go up always. Try to do it on the weekend. The, um, yeah, but I don't want to do it in the evening of Sunday. For me, it's evening, but most of my downloads are actually... Not from where I live, so I mean, all y'all Americans got the uh, the different time zones, so yeah. But uh, thank you guys for listening to me read this chapter, and I hope you have a great week. I hope I will too. Isaac, out.